0: Well, I am thankful to be able to introduce someone that I have only met just by computer, but we've had a nice little free uh, uh, conversation uh, just together to get to know each other a little bit better. But I want to introduce a Jordan Sweezer, and I'll say more about him in just a minute. Did I did I pronounce your last name correctly, Jordan?
1: You sure, you sure did, brother, and it's good to be here. Thank you.
0: Uh, let me say a little bit more about Jordan. He's married to his dear wife, Marie. They got married back in 2014. And since then, they've been blessed with four children, Jordan Jr., Caleb, Charles, and Calvin. I see three C's in those uh, names. That's good. Uh, (laughs) Jordan started doing outreach in 2016 and has felt a strong conviction from the Lord to preach the gospel to the lost. By God's grace, his heart has grown to have a deep love for Christ for Christ's followers, and for the sinners who don't yet know Christ as their Savior and Lord. He feels called to stand in the gap for the Lord, to hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter, and to be a voice for the voiceless. And then one life for life was sent to our area, and when that happened, uh, Jordan saw this as an external call being matched to his inward calling. We'll hear a little bit more about what one Life for Life is. So he daily chooses to confidently go out in service of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So again, Jordan, thanks for joining us today.
1: Yes, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So how it's old nice are those boys of yours? Me. How old are those boys of yours? What's their age range? So JJ, uh, Jordan Jr., he's uh-huh. eight. Uh, Caleb is six. Charles just turned four last month and kelvin's going to be 10 months here in a couple days so, so we you got your your
0: your home is just really calm and easy going and piece
1: of cake right <laughs> always busy always jumping always wrestling <laughs> oh my goodness I, i've been there but before you know it
0: they're going to college and i know that's hard to believe at this point but our baby you know we have 12 children our baby is yeah. 30 and he's got two wow. little boys of his own. He's married, living in Austin, Texas, two boys of it. And it's like, uh, how did that happen? Yeah. Around wow. three times and they're off. So, anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, thanks for being here. Let, let's learn a little bit more about what One Life for Life is. What what, so what kind of ministry is that? And how did you get involved in it?
1: Sure. So, uh, One Life Church runs the One Life for Life ministry. Okay. Uh, they recently merged with another church, and now they're called Ecclesia Church. But basically during COVID, I was a lighting salesman and uh, I had been asked to move to Detroit to start selling lighting, make a new territory for them. Okay. So we said, sure. Uh, my wife had family out there and that was December of 2019. And when you're doing business sales, it takes a few years to develop a good territory for lighting sure. or anything sure. I would imagine. But uh, about three months into it, COVID started and I was knocking on doors at businesses and they said, don't ever come here again. If you're going to, you're going to kill me, you know, you're bringing COVID here. (laughs) So um, um, we were just making phone calls to people, not selling a lot of lights. Mm -hmm. I had more time on my hands and I always wanted to go and minister in front of an abortion clinic. And I had found some guys who did it regularly, who were uh, sent out as missionaries through one life church. Uh, One was in Scottsdale near Detroit area. One was Mm -hmm. in Flint. And, uh, I just started going out with them and I just, I just knew that's where I was supposed to be is doing wow. this type of work. And this was, you know, this was, uh, something I had desired to do, but I never saw an opportunity to do full time or to be sent out doing it. But I got to know the missionaries. They invited me and, uh, paid for me to go down to Arizona with them for an operation, save America conference and do some ministering with like Jeff Durbin and, that mm-hmm. church, not so much him, but more the church. Sure, And uh, yeah, I just fell in love with it. Um, my wife could see a clear calling for me to do this, um, but she was not super ready. So I didn't want to rush it. We didn't yeah. rush into it. Yeah. But um, about a year later, then we were um, in agreement that we needed to do this. We were back in Grand Rapids and the church called and said, hey, we really still think you are called to do this. Are mm-hmm. you still thinking the same thing? And we were like, "Yep, we had just been praying about it, actually." So wow. it was all of the Lord. And that's great. Um, that's great. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so that's it, how it, I got me, started. Talk to me a little bit about you said you've you've had a desire. Not that seems a little strange to me. I, I I don't know. I've met a lot of people that say they had they've had a desire to go and preach at abortion clinics. Where, where'd that come from, and how'd that start?
1: You know, um, surprisingly, and, and we all know the Lord works in mysterious ways, but I came across a YouTube video (laughs) and uh, a YouTube video of someone doing exactly what I'm doing. And it just struck me that, wow, this is, this just makes so much sense because if you're going to bring the gospel, that's the answer we all need. Mm -hmm. That's what really changes hearts. That's what really convicts us of our sins and what causes us to want to do what is right. And um, I thought, man, that's, that's the right way to do it. I've always, of course, as a Christian been pro-life and supportive of Bills that were supporting life. And, but it, I just was like, man, we really need to have the gospel in there. I never quite could put my finger on it until I mm. saw this. Mm. And um, when I decided to go out for the first time and I got to speak to moms, I was like, yes, absolutely, 100%. I need to be, I need to be doing this. So, wow. It,
0: That's not easy ironic, work, but- is it, Jordan? I mean, come on. You're, it's, you're, in a way, you're confronting people, you know, with the truth in love. Yep. But, uh, boy, that that takes a lot of guts on your part. That's an interesting calling. But uh, it's clear, and your wife is is supportive of it as well, apparently, right?
1: Yeah. So uh, my wife actually throws baby showers for the moms who choose life.
0: Wow. If they
1: want a baby shower. And she's really gifted with hosting and hospitality naturally. Um, But when it comes to stuff like this, she really goes all out. We've had like 40 and 50 and even 80-person baby showers. Uh, just there to support them. And it it all has to be gospel centered. So a mom chooses life. We're helping her. We're walking with her. If she has needs, we say, come to church Uh, after church, let's meet with the deacons and we can help you with your financial needs. But then the precedent for hearing the gospel every week is set. Mm -hmm. And um, at, we say, Hey, invite all your friends, invite all your family to this baby shower. And we have a 15 minute evangelistic devotional. Uh, during the baby shower, where I'll have a pastor come in and do that, and uh, yeah, it's just been a real blessing. Um, my first time being out there really shattered the worldview of what I pictured it would be like, mm. because as an unbeliever and even as a believer for a time, I thought, man, those street preachers—they're probably being really hateful. They're telling mm. people they're going to hell, yeah. and I really had um. I really had a frustration towards people who were doing exactly what I'm doing because of what we grow up seeing on TV, right? Oh, you're going to throw fake blood on somebody or show them a picture of a bloody baby or Mm. all these weird things, you know? And um, what I realized is that nobody really does that. Mm. I mean, there might be a few crazies out there in the world, but I got to meet, it's not a very large community of people who preach the gospel in front of abortion clinics. Mm. And all of them that I've ever met have had, just the biggest hearts for the Lord, the greatest love and humility towards these mothers and children. And it is, it's, uh, it's confronting, right? Mm -hmm. You're, you're calling it what it is. You're saying "Miss, this is wrong. God calls it murder, Mm -hmm. but God says we can come to him. He says, we can turn from our sins to him in faith and be saved. He sent me here to help you today. Come and talk with me. You know, it's, it's loving, it's confrontational, but it's also the truth. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, the proverbs say, "Better is an open rebuke than a hidden love." That's right? right. That's right. Profuse are the kisses of a enemy, but faithful are the wounds of a friend. Wow! And we have to statements. Yes, we have to love people open, and we have to be willing to offend in yeah. love. Yeah, for the for the life of this child, right? And for the sake of people's souls. Yeah, so. that's really that's really powerful. So you really go in a
0: very loving fashion. Trying to love the the woman and yes. her child, obviously, and you're Absolutely. seeing some women turn their you know make their, their change in their their direction of their life. You've seen a number of folks uh, change their their decision to have an abortion. Is that true?
1: That is true. Um, going out to it, I didn't know what to expect. Um, if there'd be no baby saves, or if there'd be one or a couple, and I just said, you know, Lord Noah preached. For a hundred years, building yeah. the ark with right. no converts, uh, and Jonah goes to a city one time, doesn't even bring a message of repentance, and they all convert. <laughs> they true. all repent and turn to Christ. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> and so I said, "Lord, even if none, let me be faithful." But by His grace, um, at 320 Fulton Street, which just shut down yes. uh, in the last <clears throat> year and a half, there was 82 babies confirmed saved, and uh, maybe a little more than 120 total uh turnaways um in that time and a save is when we get to talk to the mom uh-huh. she says i'm keeping my baby we usually get to pray with her uh-huh. oftentimes we'll exchange numbers invite them to church etc a turnaway means we know they were there for an abortion and for some reason we were able to know that they didn't do it but they didn't give us an indication that mm-hmm. they're for sure keeping their baby sure, or we didn't sure. change numbers sure so many of those could have been saves as well but uh yeah by god's grace 82 confirmed baby saves just in that building alone.
0: I imagine you got a little opposition from the doctor there at the abortion clinic. Is that true? Yes.
1: Yep. Uh, So I get there before he shows up. Well, before he showed up and uh, he gave me a one finger salute every morning. Sometimes he would threaten to kill me or hit me with his car. Or one time he pulled his gun out at me and the police said well it wasn't really brandishing so <laughs> but um but yes yeah, very full of hate but he heard the gospel every day for for those 2 years and at least once a week for a few years before that so. <laughs> so you you
0: shared the gospel with him specifically
1: yep yep so how i would do it um he wouldn't you know he would once in a while stop and roll his window down to yell at me and I had to learn that I had to get my words in where I could. Otherwise, he'd yell at me and be gone. So I'd share the gospel over his voice, essentially, or under his voice, depending on how loud he was. Mm-hmm. But we set up a uh, a speaker, and we stay with him the noise ordinance for the city of Grand Rapids. But I set up a speaker, and I'll call out to him. I'll turn it on. I'll ca- talk to him directly mm-hmm. and call him to, the, to repent and to the Lord Jesus Christ, remind him of the wrath of God that's abiding on him as he goes forth in the path that leads to death Mm -hmm. and let him know even he can have a Paul experience you know while there's breath in your lungs you can repent you can be saved you can be freed from the demons which are likely oppressing Mm -hmm. him and using him so wow and again we had a, a, a
0: podcast recently where we heard about his passing Yeah, we were having a tornado go through the area. He suffered some sort of a heart attack or heart issue. And because Mm -hmm. of the tornado and the downed trees, the the emergency team could not get to him in time and he died.
1: That's correct. Yeah, it's
0: amazing.
1: A sovereign act of God, which nobody can deny.
0: And that's sad. You know, God is God doesn't throw a party when somebody dies and spends eternity in hell. He, right. you know, he paid for that price. Jesus paid the price. We have to accept yeah. it, we have to take the, the gift, and uh, hopefully, he took it before he passed away. I mean, we could hope for that.
1: Hey, if uh, I get to heaven and see him there, uh, I'm not going to be upset. <laughs> oh, good for you. I, I love <laughs> and, your heart, uh, Jordan. You got a good heart, more, sir. You do. One more thing my wife uh, thought of this. Uh, we saw a quote that referenced how when the apostle Paul went to heaven. He was greeted by the very people he put to death. Yeah, And I, my wife said, you know, if he did mm. turn to the Lord, what a beautiful picture of the gospel to be received by the 75,000 children he killed or more. Uh, that's the gospel. You know, that's the gospel. But um, I do want to make sure we don't, as Christians, sometimes we're so nice, we're even nice to the devil himself, you know. Yeah. That's and, well, put. Uh, well put, Jordan. I, yes. I do want to say that I think we can really, truly praise God for his death. Not that we're like, aha, not that we're yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I'm happy he's in pain. No, no, no. I mean, God had justice. And it wasn't that bringing me out there is what closed it down. It wasn't like the other ministries are what closed it down. It was all God. It was part of his plan. Yeah, But it was God's plan that he would hear preaching for two years before yes. this, that God yes. would get the glory yes. that everyone would know, you know, this is what the Lord is doing here. Yep. And I think good. we can rejoice in his justice yep. for that. Yep. Yep. So. All
0: right. So you would love to see abortion ended as would I. Yes. And, uh, but you know, the, there's now enshrined in Michigan's constitution, uh, legal abortion because mm what 60 percent or whatever the number was of michigan voters voted to approve that proposal and uh why That's is what they it? say
1: <laughs> yeah, i
0: mean roe v wade again I'm, I'm a former judge and attorney and so on and uh, i've i've talked about roe v wade since it was passed that it's just it's not based on on really on the constitution at all i mean it's preposterous hmm. that the 14th yeah. Amendment, which says, nor shall any state deprive any person right. of life, liberty, or property without due process mm-hmm. of law. But somehow what yeah. that means is you have a right to abortion. That thing was passed in 1868, had nothing to do with abortion. So when Roe hmm. v. Wade was passed, it was just preposterous. That's what was totally yeah. appropriate for the Supreme Court to reverse it. But the right. sad part is that abortion continues to happen. Right. and people are basically pretty much supportive of a woman's right yeah. to quote choose yeah and so we do need I always say change go for it yes
1: what i always say choose what you know that they say we should a woman should have the right to choose that sounds so wonderful
0: yeah. and
1: nobody disagrees with choice but what should she have the right to choose to kill her baby like go all the way if you're going to be pro-choice, say it, the right to choose to kill her baby. Yeah. You know, and, sorry, and that's, that's that harsh, is, but that's true. Yeah,
0: no, but that's true. But prior to our recording, and you know, I, I told you that I was at a pro-life event when I was a judge. I was about, I can't remember if I was going to speak at that event or not, but anyhow, I was going to this pro-life event in Grand Rapids. And I, I'm talking in a small group. This is before the banquet begins so we're going you know, to pre uh little talk there chat with some other folks and this ob doctor walks up to us he says you know why we have legal abortion in america and i could have started talking about roe v wade he says it's because we have artificial contraception and he walks off mm-hmm. i thought what that is dumb but that thought was kind of like a stick of dynamite in my mind. And I began to think on that and, and work on that. And and you know what? I've come to a conclusion that, okay, why do people have, in fact, let me throw a chart up here. Why why do people have abortions? Why do people say, why don't you, can you answer that from your standpoint?
1: And I'll throw up a little screen that was in the Wall Street Journal. Sure. Um, so in my experience with personal conversations, yeah. I don't. This is necessarily the, the same direction you're going, but I, I yeah. think I agree with it since we already spoke on it. But yeah. in my experience, I've had very few women say to me that it's not a baby. Maybe on one hand, I could count the number of times sure, sure. I've heard that. Primarily, it's because they don't want another kid. There you go. They already have some kids. Primarily, it's because uh, they're going to go to college and yep. they don't want to have a kid for college or. Yep. uh yeah, it's it's very pragmatic or practical yeah. reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm actually looking at your chart now. And yeah, it, yeah I'd know, say those three old. are.
0: Yeah, I'm not old enough. I'm not ready for another child. I can't afford a baby. I've completed, you know, I've gotten up kids. I yeah. don't want to be a single mom. It will interfere with my career, my education. Some yeah. of them have, you know, physical problems. But not one yep. of them says, you know what? I really can't wait to kill this unborn baby in me, right? I mean, nobody says that.
1: You know, I wish that was true.
0: Oh, really? Somebody has Yeah, I wish
1: that many, it's not a majority, but there is a percentage of people not represented on that chart that say, I know it's a baby and I can't wait to kill it. Or they'll say, I'm going to eat my baby. Or they'll say, uh, I'm ready to eat this child. And uh, it's really, really, really sad. I mean, you just want to cry. Uh, and you pray and you plead for them to change. Yes. It's not everybody, but it really truly is a percentage of people, but the wow. top 3 right there. Yeah. Those top 3, I'd say are the top 3 for sure. Okay. I see that all the yep. time. Yep. I see that all the time.
0: Yeah, and and again from my perspective is those are the same reasons that people use contraception. They say, True. "Look, sex is great having a child mm-hmm. not so great so i'm going to do something to put a wall between one and the other mm. and and i as i began to think through this and look at my own life i said i've been there that yeah sex great i don't want another child i'm not ready for a child uh, you know we got other mm-hmm. other priorities so we're going to we're going to take specific steps to put a wall between sex and having a child the result yeah. is no child is born so it's the same motivation that many of the people that have abortions have in having an mm-hmm. abortion. The same result, no child is born, a different means. And I would suggest yeah. to you that God's not impressed. Remember how Jesus said that if you lust after a woman, it's the it's equivalent of adultery. Yep. If you have hatred, it's the equivalent of murder. I yep. suggest to you, if if we say sex, yes, Child, no, right. It's the equivalent of abortion. I would say again, I have been pro-life my saying. whole life, but I think I've had a pro-abortion attitude earlier in our marriage, and I have I've sure. had to confess that. And I think that's the majority of of Christians are, are into this, and that's why there's this ambivalence when Roe v. Wade is mm. reversed. There's still people saying, "Well, come on, I because we, we 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 we're, we're, we're We identify with their emotions and their motivation. But we don't like the the means that they're using. So if you just would just do it our way, people, everyone will be happy. And I'm sorry, God's not happy because he creates children in the womb in his image with with a purpose in mind. And and like I said before we got on this uh, official podcast, you know, we were done at four daughters. Yeah. And and by my wife's prayer and my giving that area to the Lord, we now have 12 kids, uh, seven daughters and five sons, and they are all following Jesus, and they are touching lives wow. in ways that Marcia and I can never touch. And it's just like, oh, Amen. God. So Amen. I suggest that we need, we need a heart change, and it's got to start with us Christians. Don't you agree with that? That we I, have to be not just pro-life, in fact, I make a joke yeah. of this. When a mouse gets in my house or a spider, I am not pro-life at that moment, okay? Right, but I am right. pro-child, and I yeah. think we need yeah. to be that way and let Jesus be the Lord of how many children we have. Again, if there's a medical issue, that's those are different things. Of course, yeah. But if you're healthy, you're married,
1: you let Jesus decide. He's the one that makes these kids. What do you think of that? Jordan. I I love I love what you said, and I would put the same qualification: medical issues or a time period of rest. Okay, yes, absolutely. But I like how you said you're pro child. It's not like we're pro all life, a spider <laughs> or a mouse. But I, my wife and we were just talking about this uh, last night. Yeah. And you know how eternity is forever, right? Forever. Yes. yes. And we have this life where we may be privileged enough to make eternal souls with God.
0: Isn't that true?
1: You know what? Uh, it's it's like God created all things, and that He said to man, "You're you can take part yeah. in creation." Yeah, and it's it's more than just physical. It's a, it's an eternal soul. That's right. That can be used, like you said, as a me- how did you say it? A messenger. A how messen- did you say that?
0: Message that we send to a time and a place that we ourselves can never go. It's like missionaries to the future. Is what I these love kids that. are.
1: Yeah, I love that. Thank I you. love that, yeah. And and not just making them, but raising them, which uh, is not easy. And yeah. as you said, yours are all walking with the Lord. What a blessing! I mean, uh, that takes that's diligence. a total
0: answer to pra- mostly my yeah. wife's prayer. She's a prayer warrior, but uh, I'm getting at it a little bit now too. So yeah,
1: good, good.
0: Well, let's look at one other issue that that uh, we we talked again briefly before we started recording, just the the uh, the population issue. It takes Hmm. 2.1 babies per female to have zero population growth, one to replace her, one to replace the man, and the 0.1 for those that can't have or don't have kids. We have been below that number since 1975. In fact, the lowest birth rate was, I believe this last year is like 1.6, something like that. Let me just show you a graph that shows how America has changed over the years. See if you can see this. Well, let me get the thing up here. There it is. Look at back in wow. 1800. The the average, not, you know, just not median, the average woman <laughs> had seven children. Wow. And now it's way over down. Again, we had a, the baby boom after World War II, went mm-hmm. up to three and a half, three point six, 3.6, but it's been way down here. And the net result is that the our population continues to age, hmm. uh, and there's going to be so many people wow. trying to get Social Security and Medicare. There won't be enough people working, and mm-hmm. uh, you know the whole pressure to, to to kill off people that are elderly is going to grow. Right. And right. again, I, if non Christians buy into this mentality, it's one thing. But if we followers of Christ that really, as you say, point point out and believe that children are created in the image of God and have the potential of impacting the world. Yeah, they're expensive. Yeah, I'll get get that one. (laughs) But God has provided college tuition for us. Out of the Hmm. 15-passenger van dropping out of the sky. I mean, unbelievable.
1: Wow, wow, Wow. amen.
0: He he promises to
1: meet our needs when we obey him and seek him. And so my- He's never seen- Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. He's never seen- he's never seen the we've never seen the righteous begging for bread and we know he owns the cattle on a thousand hills right. it's all his and when we do things in faith that he will provide yeah even if we don't have it all figured out that's it It actually grows our faith even more than we have i love that because Jordan. we see him answering yes. our, our obedience that's it totally yeah. true Amen. and yeah
0: we, we just we've seen that happen time and again and uh you know, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, all these things, food and clothing will be added to you. And he's yes. done that. It's just unbelievable. I could tell you miracle after miracle. Again, we even we wrote a couple books on the subjects. Might be able to bring up you know some of that.
1: Well you're while you're pulling that up. I'll share a testimony to that. Yeah, go for it. When when we started doing this as a missionary, yeah, uh, we trusted that the Lord would provide. Yeah. We don't make our needs known. Yep. And we had no immediate support. Yeah, we just went for it. I, we trust God. Oh, I love God. it,
0: Jordan. And, I'm proud uh, of you, brother. Way to go! And
1: and you know what? I always said, Lord, if you don't provide, I'll go back to working because I need to provide for my family. But if this is what you really want, I know you'll provide. I love and, it. And uh, and He's always provided over these last two we years. Have, and yep, He, he will continue, have, brother. He, we have gotten a uh, yep. uh, a a, um, a vehicle that yep. we we yep. needed right as ours broke down. Yep. Uh, we've got a freezer full of deer meat and cow because farmers and hunters donate it to us. Uh, we eat like kings. I just, I I'm it. so blessed. We're so blessed. I so, love it.
0: Well, there's the book that we wrote and uh, sweeter hmm. by the dozen. I mean, come on. Amen. With 12 kids. Okay. Making, yeah, Jesus, yeah. Making Jesus the Lord of our family size. And then there's a little booklet that we printed that you can actually get on our website for free. Uh, missing our children? Are we willing to receive the blessings God has for us? Marcia and I put Mm -hmm. that together. And again, none of those are perfect, but they do describe our story and challenge fellow believers to give this area to God. I mean, Jesus is supposed to be Lord of every area of our life. This is one of the most important Mm -hmm. areas there is. Come on.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Again, if there's medical issues, again, God understands all that stuff. Yeah. If you're healthy and you're married again, we know people that would love to have a child, but they they go through all the right motions and so on. But
1: and no they pregnancy. can't.
0: God's in charge yep. of this.
1: He, he is. He the opens the womb. It. He
0: opens the womb and closes the womb.
1: That's right. So
0: can we trust him, or is this just all biology? Is biology God? No, no. God is God. No. So anyhow, That's thank right. you for. I am so proud of you, brother, uh, for your following the Lord, for your hmm. loving people, for your the courage you're showing. Anything else well, you'd like you. to add before we put an end to this uh, little
1: podcast? I, I would just say, please be in prayer uh, for us here in Grand Rapids. Um, we need prayer and we need more people if you're in Grand Rapids to come and pray on the sidewalk mm-hmm. next to us. You don't all need to be superhero. You don't need to have charisma. Just be a Christian. Come and pray to the Lord Jesus Christ in front and and honor the Lord that way. Uh, you're always invited. 425 Cherry, Monday through Friday.
0: If they want to find out more about your ministry, about you, how would they do that?
1: Yeah, they can uh, look me up on Facebook, One Life for Life, GR, One okay. Life for Life, GR. All right. uh, and on, on the Internet, they can read our bio or support, uh, onelifeforlife.org. Uh, and then you can just click the support tab and you'll see Grand Rapids. And that'll okay. have a description of my family. Okay, very good. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Okay, well, why don't you close us in prayer? Sounds good. Heavenly Father, we come before you as two brothers in the Lord. We thank you that you were willing to die on the cross for our sins. We thank you, Lord, for sending your son to do this for us. We thank you, Lord, that he laid his life down willingly as a sacrifice for us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. We do pray, Lord, for our city. We pray, Lord, that you would bring revival to our city, Amen. that you would bring us righteous rulers again here in the city limits of grand rapids and in west michigan we pray lord you'd wake up the sleeping christians Mm -hmm. who are pro-life who who are going to church lord but for so long we have been apathetic in this area in this abomination we pray that you would rise uh, raise up evangelists and prayer prayer warriors Mm -hmm. we pray lord you would end abortion in grand rapids in a way that would lift up your name in a way that would glorify you And dear Lord, I pray that you'd bless my brother Randy and his podcast and his work and their books. Uh, Let it be a light to so many, Lord, as they seek to be faithful to you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Jordan, thank you. It's been fun meeting you, getting to know you better. And God richly bless you, my brother.
1: God bless you too, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you again.
0: Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to grandawakening.org. That's grandawakening.org.